What is going on, the Ghost Squad and the Clover Tat crew? Welcome to the Ghost and Clover Podcast, Episode 9, brought to you by our good friends at European American Army, a.k.a. EAA. We'll talk about them here in a little bit. My name is Trey, the Ghost Tactical. I'll be your tour guide tonight, so uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What we uh, are doing tonight, if you're not familiar, if it's your first time to the show, first time to the podcast, what we do is we each bring a, Clover and I each bring a, a topic that neither one of us know what the topic is. We talk to it for about 10 or 15 minutes. And then the last, the third segment is a viewer-driven segment. Yes, all you have to do to be eligible to be able to randomly be selected to pick the topic is to say anything in the chat. Anything whatsoever. Anything whatsoever. You say Go screw yourself or hello or I like peanut butter and jelly or uh, any of those things, whatever it is, you'll be eligible to be randomly chosen to pick the third topic. Uh, let's bring in our good buddy Clover. What's going on, buddy? Yo, man. What's going on with you? Number nine already. Number nine. Number nine. Double digits after this. I know. Isn't that crazy? Yep. Yeah. One of them things. One of them things. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, like you guys said, we uh, we are powered by EAA, and everyone knows uh, EAA. If you've been around either one of our channels and, and many channels out there, they are a great company out there. Great products. Uh, they've got anything from the 1911s to the Regard, which is a 92 uh, clone. They got the high powers. They've got. The Witness 2311 is coming down the road. And the biggest thing that just was released back in uh, in April probably will be named the handgun of the year. If not, then there's uh, there's been some hanging chads, if you will. But uh, the MC14T, the tip-up barrel 380, amazing. Wouldn't it, would it be hanging chases? I'm just saying. Ooh, and it's in Florida, so yeah, I think that's that's got to be the one, doesn't it? The hanging chases, yeah, yeah, pro show. Um, this is Fourth of July weekend. Independence Day is Tuesday, and um, so Independence got- Day, not the Fourth of July. It's Independence Day, people. That's correct. It's, the it's on the Fourth of July. That's correct. And if you're like Tom Cruise, I guess you could be born on the Fourth of July also, but. Uh, yeah, Independence Day. That was Tom Cruise, wasn't it? It was Tom Cruise, or you could be Randy Quaid and, and be in Independence Day. Either way, we're both pilots. In Whoa, movies. interesting, real quick. Before we get into this, you mentioned Independence Day, and I, and I thought Bill Pullman, right? Uh huh. Um, did you know that Bob in Maverick is Bill Pullman's son? No, really? Yes, sir. Oh, and Bob is one of the best characters in Maverick. Yes, Bob. Uh, What's your call sign, Bob? Bob. What does that stand for? Bob. Bob. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did Where's not know. Where's Pullman my laser, son. Bob? Where's my laser, Bob? Yeah, yeah, I, I was not aware that that was Bill Pullman's son. That's very yeah. interesting. I didn't. I didn't notice it too. And I told you last weekend or whatever we watched it or whatever last week or something. Yeah, and the credits roll, and it's just like the original credits where it shows the characters and you know who played them. And it, I forget his name now, but the last name was Pullman, and it looks just like him. And I'm like, how did I miss that? Like, 
now that the name is up there, like that's got to be Bill Pullman's son. And I looked it up. Sure enough, it was. Yeah, I mean, I would have never have thought about looking at him. Um, now that I know that, next time I watch it, I will definitely have to be yeah. looking out for the resemblance. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go figure. Um, like I said, uh, we got EA powered this. I know that you um, you probably have some stuff you want to talk about EA, but we can do that here in a little bit. I believe, I believe you have the first topic tonight. Is that correct? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I want to talk sandwiches, man. Oh, snap. Here we go. I want to talk sandwiches. Best sandwich. And I'm not talking about at a restaurant. Okay. Okay. Take the yeah. restaurant thing. I don't even don't even mention that out there in the chat or anything else. Throw that out the window. I'm talking about you made it at home. Your grandma made it. Your wife made it. Your mom made it. Whatever. Sandwiches. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Best and worst and uh, weirdest. I just want to talk sandwiches, man. So, um, yeah, best sandwich you've ever made, you've ever had. Um, man, it's tough. Uh, can I go with three of them because they all have special places oh, in my? I place. think so. We've got plenty of time. And by the way, if you're out there in the chat, live or in replay, because you can always comment down below. Uh, yeah, throw the best sandwiches that you've ever had. Yeah, or maybe so, you have them on a regular basis if you're lucky enough, right? This is true. This is true, yes. Um, the three sandwiches that stick out in my mind when you said sandwiches. Um, Got to go with um, a Cuban. I love a good Cuban. You ever had a Cuban? They're phenomenal. I don't think so. So it's basically uh, like a pork almost like a pork tenderloin but like a piece of good pork um okay. with some pickle and some mayonnaise and some ham a slice of ham on there so it's ham and pork oh man it's hot it's a hot sandwich usually on like a like a, a pita bun or something like a grilled pita bun now are something you like more a hot sandwich or cold sandwich it, it depends <laughs> it depends uh, I typically like cold sandwiches, but the, the Cuban is one of my favorites for sure. Um, I gravitate that. to cold sandwiches because it's quicker. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 99%. The only two hot sandwiches that I'll eat are Cubans and cheesesteaks. So, really? Yeah. I think my cheesesteak is, is obviously my favorite sandwich of all time. I mean, how can you go around the cheesesteak? Yeah. Um, but a Cuban's good. Uh, and, and the third one, it's going to sound funny, but this is why it stuck in my head originally, is either ham or turkey, but the leftover ham or turkey from like Thanksgiving make really good sandwiches, oh, you know, days now, later. Now, now, do you use a moist maker? A what? A moist maker. I don't know what the hell that is. Dude, dude, come on. You watch Friends. Come on. Yeah, what's a moist maker? My sandwich, my sandwich. His sister makes the sandwiches, you know, and the yeah. trick is she uses the extra gravy-soaked layer of bread in the middle. We call it the moist maker. Oh, snap. Yeah. Uh, I have, not on a regular basis, but I have. Yeah, I didn't know that was an actual thing. I guess I must have missed that. Yeah, you're going to have to go back and watch Friends, man. Come on. 
Yeah. Now, now, book out there says ham and cheese with potato chips. Now, most of the time when I eat like uh, ham or turkey or roast beef or whatever, like bologna, like cold cuts sandwiches, which I love, I usually will use potato chips, but I use a specific time, kind. Um, if if they're not available, I'll use regular Lay's, but my, my go-to potato chip on sandwich is salt and vinegar. Uh, yeah. Potato chips on my sandwiches, and it's it's on a sandwich. On a sandwich, yeah. yes. Yeah. It's it's one of the layers of the sandwich, yes, one hundred percent. Chicago Mike out there, one that I know you're fond of, PB and J's. Mm. I love PB and J. And then James that's, out that's there. Show, that's my show go to uh, snacks, as you know. Yeah. James out there breaking out the fried bologna. Now that tops my list as far as cold sandwich. Um, cold sandwich. Uh, Almost got to be beef bologna, uh, bologna, oh, yeah. not bologna, bologna. Yeah. Um, my bologna has a first name. Um, it's, anyway, it's usually yeah. it's not. There's much better bologna out there than OSCAR. I hate to tell you. But, oh, yeah, there uh, is. There is. Usually from the deli area, uh, cut it to the thickness you like and all that is usually the best. But um, yeah, bologna and cheese just with some some really crisp lettuce. Um is a really nice, you know, straight out of the fridge. Everything is cold oh, except for the yeah. bread. You know what I mean? Um, and it's just, especially if you've been working, you know, I've been working outside and, and doing things the last few days and all. But, um, you know, haven't had one of those sandwiches. But on a hot day and all, you know, oh, yeah. um, that's just a, it's a nice, cool sandwich. Um, I, you know, I gravitate. I eat a lot of sandwiches. Um we talk about best. I eat a lot of, it's hard to beat that one, but I eat a lot of, uh, breakfast style, you know, egg based sandwiches. Sure. Um, and one of uh, my a really good hot, hot, a hot ham and cheese with an egg on there. It's it almost, yeah, almost grilled cheese with it's, an egg style. So, right. So, yeah. so I'll tell oh, yeah. you, I'll tell you what I do is first of all, uh, Screw the toaster. Like you'll use the toaster. Right? You put some butter in a pan and you soak yep. the bread with butter and you toast it that way. Uh, and then get you some uh, cheese. You, you fry you up an egg. And then here's the trick with me. What I like, um, you know, those little packages you get are like the Carl budding lunch meats, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's really thin shaved. But what I do is once I'm done toasting my bread and all of that, there's usually a little residual butter and all that. I will throw that. And I'm talking about, even though it's thin sliced, I'll throw the whole little stack, right? Out of a whole mm -hmm. package into the skillet and kind of brown it a little bit on one side, flip it over and brown it on another. Uh, and I'll throw that on there. Turkey, uh, so, oh, yeah. you know, heated up, warmed up Turkey, whatever you want to call it on there with the egg and the cheese and the toast. And what's cool about the what's good about the Carl Budding is there's there's something about the texture on that because it's the multiple layers of the thin deli meat, mm -hmm. right? And it's just texturally, it's a phenomenal sandwich tex texturally speaking. Um, so definitely one of my favorites, one of my go tos uh, for yeah. sure. So, so let me ask you this: uh, love me a bologna? My wife doesn't like bologna, so. I don't get bologna very often, but when I do, I eat the whole package because she won't have, which is fine. I have yeah. no problem with that. Uh, on a basic, just regular bologna sandwich, just mm -hmm. regular run-of-the-mill bologna sandwich, what's on it? I know you uh, said like mayonnaise, that, mustard, anything, or what? Usually I don't, man. I'm not a big condiment. 
person. Yeah. Yep. So um lettuce, it has to be Tomatoes, crisp. Anything? Has to be good crisp lettuce and cheese and bologna. Mm-hmm. Um and then maybe put some some chips. Now I go with the chips for the salt and the texture, so I typically just go with the lays. Regular uh, lays, yeah. If I'm gonna go chips, yeah. But you know, it just kind of depends on what's around too. Yeah, yeah. If if I don't have if I don't have salt and vinegar, um, I usually will have Lay's. I'll have Ruffles. Ruffles aren't a bad one. I'd say another decent one are Pringles. Pringles are are pretty decent to put on sandwiches. Um, so yeah. Um, but my favorite are the Lay's salt and vinegar. But that's I I I will put lettuce on there every now and then on a bologna sandwich. I I don't put lettuce on there. It's usually like Texas toast, uh, a couple big thick slices of bologna, yeah. one piece of bread with mayonnaise, the other piece of bread with mustard and um, salt and vinegar chips, and let's let's roll. Now, let's roll. when we when we're talking bread, let's move to the bread uh, aspect yeah. of it. I want to get into the weirdest sandwich here in a minute, so you can go ahead and throw yeah. those out there in the comments or something if you want. Uh, let's tell on ourselves. So no oh, yeah. no ju- no judgment here no judgment I can guarantee you mine some people are going to turn up their nose it's phenomenal but I can guarantee you they're going to do it but anyway um so for the longest time I was like white bread like I just couldn't hardly have oh, anything yeah. but white bread um I really got into the low carb keto watching that mm-hmm. and stuff and uh, the Sara Lee uh what is it seven grain or multi grain or something like that. And what's phenomenal about that for, for bread people out there, uh, first of all, it's, it's lower calorie, it's lower carb and all of that. Um, but you've got grain, which is, of course, a little bit healthier on that side as well. Um, sure. But the thing about that bread that I found, which is really weird, compared to white bread, it stays fresh way, way, way longer. Yeah. Which is which is awesome. Um, so if, if I had my choice, talking about the best sandwich, right? Um, with the toast, it really doesn't matter, quite honestly. Uh, but with that cold, you know, the crisp lettuce, the bologna, it's almost got to be white bread. And I don't want Texas toast. I don't want thick white bread. I want regular white sandwich bread. It's got to be fresh, fresh white sandwich bread yeah, sure. uh, is the best. But, of course, I'll eat it with the, uh, the low-cal, low-carb, you know, multigrain. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I I I prefer Texas toast in general. Uh, I like thick bread, um, but ironically, my favorite bread ever is the Sunbeam white bread. Uh, I like is I, I like really. Um, I don't like. I think that's an iconic Texas thing. The Sunbeam. I just do. Yeah. 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 Sunbeam. Sunbeam. Like the regular thickness, not the Texas toast, but like the regular Sunbeam bread. For me, it's it's I like it really soft, almost kind of like a gooey bread, and that's the closest I've ever found a sunbeam. It's just really soft, really good bread. Um, but I love Texas toast, um, so I, I I do a lot of Texas toast. Um, as far as a keto, um, we found a really good keto. It's got like four grams in this bread, and it's the best keto bread. It's at Walmart if you can find it. Um, Say keto but, on it, like a white uh, package. Um, no, it's like blue. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. There's one. I can't remember the name, but it's made in Kentucky. Uh, yeah. Down the road from like Anderson and them, I think, which is yeah. really interesting. Um, 
I'd say what I use a lot of times now um, is I'll go get the low carb tortillas and I'll just use, I'll just throw it, like make it like a wrap almost. I'll throw yeah. the, the lettuce and the, all that stuff. And I'd say what making a good peanut butter and jelly on a, uh, a low carb tortilla is pretty damn good. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Not going to lie. Yeah, if I'm going to use tortillas, I'm usually going to go with almost some kind of a quesadilla style thing. And I have made no, a bologna. I have made a fried bologna quesadilla. I will tell you that. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw in because I, I like uh, iceberg, shredded iceberg lettuce. Um, I'm very particular on my lettuce. And so it comes shredded. I can get a bag of shredded iceberg lettuce. And I'll just throw like my whatever, my ham, turkey, you know, bologna, whatever the meat that I'm using at the time on that tortilla. I'll throw some lettuce. I'll throw some mustard or mayonnaise, usually mustard and mayonnaise uh, together. Roll that bad boy up, and yeah, let's let's go to town. So Chicago Mike, you saying what is Texas toast? It's thicker. It's like two or three times the thickness. It's at least Texas it's toast. at least two slices of bread, if not three. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, yeah, uh, so let's turn gears. Um, yeah. The weirdest. I'm not going to say the worst because the one I'm going to give you, I rather enjoy and may have one here shortly. Um, but uh, the weirdest sandwich, something that you can't, you're almost afraid to admit or tell somebody, even though you think it's delicious. Um, Elvis had what? Peanut butter, banana? Peanut butter, banana. Mine's, mine's close like that. to that. Yes, yeah, peanut butter, my, banana. Close my to grandfather, that. My grandfather ate peanut butter and watermelon. That sounds disgusting. Um, but yeah. Uh mine is a peanut butter based sandwich. Um, and it's peanut butter. Oddly with, enough, mine is too. <laughs> it's peanut, yeah. Peanut butter. I'm a I love peanut butter. Uh peanut butter and marshmallow uh spread. And it's pretty amazing. That's that's yeah. weird. I think that's weird, but it, is weird, but it I does love not it. sound disgusting to me. No, it's it's really not. Uh, it's really, really good actually. Uh, but peanut butter and marshmallow spreads, probably the weirdest sandwich that I really enjoy. Um, so yeah, peanut butter and marshmallow spread pretty good. So Weston out there, he says PB and J with Sriracha. Now Weston. So if Weston eats PB and J with Sriracha, Weston may be on board for trying mine because it's sort of along that line. Um, now I don't go with the J, but what peanut I will butter. do is I will take my peanut butter, uh, mm-hmm. plenty of peanut butter, both sides, you know, both sides sure. of the inside. I mean, of the is, bread. There, is, there, is there any other way? Yeah. You're a, you're an animal. And if you only put it on one piece of bread, come on. Yeah. So, and I don't know if anybody else does this with peanut butter, but are you meticulous? Like you're, like you're finishing bricks or spackling a wall or yes, something it like, has to be perfect it has to be like, perfect i mean it's got to be evenly distributed and and yep. you spend like 30 minutes spreading it on yeah, yeah um, my wife is kind of interesting when i'm making you know but i actually had peanut butter toast before we came on the show um and, and every time she's in there when i'm doing something she's like it doesn't have to be perfect i'm like i mean it kind of does you know right now prep rebel says peanut butter and sardines that's the grossest one i think i've heard uh, at least tonight. So I mean, anything uh, with sardines uh, is gross. He wins. He wins the. He wins the gross so far for sure. Not not <laughs> again. Not judging. If you love it, eat it, dude. I ain't got a problem. 
Uh, I think yeah. dude. I'm, I'm thinking Prep Rebel is a dude. Anyway, um, so mine again, Wes with the sriracha. He's obviously liking that little kick, that spice. Now I don't mm-hmm. do the the, the jelly, uh, both sides of the bread. Uh, and what I will do is I will finely chop me a nice sweet onion. If you know anything about a sweet onion, they're sweet, but they're still hot. They still got the kick. They still oh, got yeah. the, the oh, heat yeah. to it. Um, and it's amazing. It adds a texture similar to like crunchy peanut butter. And I'm not a big fan of crunchy peanut butter. I do not like crunchy peanut butter. It, but it's not it's not crunchy like that, right? Because the onion, especially a nice fresh onion, um, yeah. it's not it's not crunchy. <laughs> it's 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 got a similar texture. Um, but man, it adds that little that little kick of heat, that little note at the end. Um, I tell that to folks pretty often. And some are grossed out. Some say it's interesting. Uh, but I think Weston might be on board with me there that it's it it adds that little kick, that little bit of heat uh, to the peanut butter, and it's just good. I don't know. I don't know how else to, to yeah, say I love it. I love peanut butter and I love onions. So I haven't ever tried it. I might I, yeah. I mean, I'm Wes says, it. Well, Wes says he would try that. Yeah. Gotta be a sweet onion, man. You gotta have some sweet in there. Um, I think that's the key to it. Uh, yeah. Is is having that that sweet now, on the Rebel says it was not him; it's his pops that does the peanut butter. Oh, well, there you go. Well, that's what I said. I had a grandpa that did, did peanut butter and watermelon. So go figure. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. um Do y'all like peanut butter with nuts or without? Mm-hmm. I don't like nuts. Yeah, oh, I prefer. No, no, not not crunchy. Yeah, I prefer my peanut butter creamy, and and here's why: he it costs it. the same amount of money. And the people at the factory had to work less. Like, explain that to me. If you, yeah. if you buy a jar of crunchy peanut butter, it should be considerably cheaper than what the one they had to sit there and actually crush everything up properly. Don't do you not agree? Oh yeah, it's highway uh, robbery. Now Mario says brother-in-law used to eat a mayo and banana sandwich on white toasted bread. That's that's up there. That's, that's pretty, pretty bad. Good. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Prep Rebel says he's loving the peanut butter and jalapeno. Yeah, there's something about peanut butter and having a little bit of kick to it or a little bit of spice to it. Yeah, uh, that I think is it's, cool. It's, so let me ask you this: since you brought sandwiches, mm-hmm. and I don't think it is necessarily this, but is peanut butter like the the greatest like guilty pleasure sandwich? Like, I mean, it probably it probably is because here's the thing. Butter, you know? We talked about our favorite sandwiches, right? Neither one of us brought up peanut butter. Yeah, but we both favorite sandwiches. But when we got yeah. into the the weirdest, and it was yeah. peanut butter, and then everybody out there in the chat is commenting, commenting with all of their mm. weird peanut butter concoctions. So yeah. I think so. I think peanut butter is, you know, well, I mean, it, it's it's been a staple not, for a long time, not, right? I'm not like, to say that I love peanut butter, but I know you talked like, about. I know you've talked about in the military before. I know you've yep. talked about how, you know, when they go in and humanitarian missions or whatever, and they'll bring right. in rice and they'll bring in other stuff, but they always feed them peanut butter, you know? And yeah, peanut butter always, has been a. I never thought about that. I, I was like, what the hell are they do? And they said, well, some of these people haven't eaten in, you know, weeks or months and they're feeding them rice and rice expands. And yeah. so they gave them a tablespoon of peanut butter first to coat their stomachs. So their stomachs yeah. literally wouldn't explode. Yeah. But peanut butter has been a thing that's been around for a very long time. Like it keeps well, right? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's just one of those staple items. And I think that 
it's a guilty pleasure maybe for a lot of people because you can keep it around for an extended period of time. You always have it around the house because it never goes bad type thing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Chris, Chris that, out there says PB, uh, he says peanut butter plus spice equals tie. This so is true. The tie, the, tie, yeah. the tie use a lot of peanut butter in their, in their foods or so, peanuts. Yeah. yeah. Well, peanuts, but yeah, I mean, they actually will, you know, there'd be some peanut butter in there too. Um, have you ever tried to make your own peanut butter, like from homemade scratch? I did one time. Now I had a boss one time that made it, and he did some. He made some amazing peanut butter. Um, I've never made it, but I've also had it before, and I've never really liked homemade peanut butter, so that's why I've never made it. Yeah, it's not terribly difficult. Uh, it's some hmm. it's some oils and and you know peanuts, and you grind it all down and and whip it all down basically. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's something, you know, whether it's the MSG, it's the additives, the preservatives, the other things that they put into the store bought. Now, since we've went down the peanut butter roll and we've got to end this and, and move on. Yeah. Uh, but since we've been down the peanut butter roll, um, and I know you like the goober with the mix or whatever, but this is uh, for shows. Yeah. Kick that, kick that to the side. Favorite brand of peanut butter. Oh, it's, 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 I won't, besides goober. I won't eat anything besides Peter Pan creamy. Really? Okay. Um, we disagree. Now, first of all, I'll eat pretty much any, any brand. I will, I'm not saying that I won't. I'm just saying yeah. Yeah. if I have my choice, it's, it's, I will never yeah. choose anything. As long as Peter Pan creamy's there, I will never choose anything besides that. Right. Gotcha. And I'm the same way with Jeff. I'm a Jeff guy. Yeah, sure. So, yep. I hear you. I would say Jeff uh, would probably my second one. Like, like, like if they for some reason don't have Peter Pan creamy, it's gonna be Jeff that I get. Yeah. Yeah, right. Now again, I'll eat anything. I've had the Walmart brand here. I've had several other things. Uh uh Revolver out there is mentioned in Skippy. Yeah, we've had Skippy, we've had Peter Pan. And yeah, and don't get me wrong, if there's ever a big sale somewhere, um, yeah, we may we may end up getting stuff like that. But um, yeah, uh, I'll eat pretty much any kind of peanut butter as long as it's creamy, and I will eat crunchy if 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 I had to. I mean, I'm not going to turn it down. Yeah. Uh, I just I just prefer. I grew up a Peter Pan creamy guy. That's just how I kind of fell in love with peanut butter. Right now, Wes out there says normally he eats the Aldi uh, natural. Aldi has some yeah, never had that great before. products. I've never had that, but I would not doubt it because. Um, uh, we've shopped at Aldi in the past, and their brand of stuff is is typically pretty darn good. Um, yeah, so yeah, kicking it uh, over to you. We got to get over to you and your topic here. Uh, before we do, a quick reminder. First of all, thanks for all the participation in the chat around peanut butter of all things. Tell and if you're you. in, uh, if you're in replay, there's there's comments down below. Keep those comments coming because if you throw a comment out there uh, here after uh, Ghost is finished with his topic then we're going to pull somebody from the audience for a topic. Uh, and that is powered by uh, our friends over at Taurus. And we'll talk about them a little later, but um, yeah, wanted to, uh, uh, we mentioned EAA and the uh, podcast here, obviously overall powered by EAA. Um, just curious. Have you gotten in the thing that you thought was coming in? I don't want to necessarily give it away. If you don't, want I, to give it I, away. I, I think so. I haven't made it to the gun shop. I got a text gotcha. from my buddy, the gun shop and said, Hey, you've got something here waiting for you. Gotcha. And the only thing that I've been expecting was this. Um, but I've been so busy that I haven't been able to, I'll, I'll probably go tomorrow to the gun shop and stop by. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, my, uh, the guy that owns our gun shop is he, I think he was supposed to get back in town either tonight or tomorrow night. So, okay, so um, you'll know with, with him not there and the caliber of employees, unfortunately that he has, um, they don't ever call and tell me anything, but, right. uh, yeah, speaking of EAA, there may be, maybe some things, uh, at the gun shop for both of us waiting, who knows, uh, right. definitely coming down the pipe before too long. So, um, yeah, let's hit your topic. Let's go. So my topic is going to be an interesting one. I'm going to do a little something different. Um, actually, we're going to so, actually talk guns. No, we did that last week. We did that <laughs> right. Right. Um, I can't do that two weeks in a row or two shows in a row. I mean, good this Lord. Matrix. Um, so TripAdvisor, uh, I saw a thing on the internet and it said TripAdvisor had done this article and it's not cities. It's like landmarks or places to go. Uh, the top 10 best attractions in America. So what we're going to do is we're going to like use like, you, like a little quiz here. You're going to try to guess as many of the top 10 best attractions in America, and you get three strikes. After the third strike, you lose. We'll see. Can you get the top 10 without getting three of them wrong? Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's so we're not, not, we're, not talking city, we're not talking cities, right? We're just talking like uh, now. Who's is this? Just me, or is the chat out there? Can the chat help me, or how's this going? You know, uh, I want them. If 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 you get stuck, yeah, utilize the chat. I got a lifeline. Okay, guys, you got a lifeline. I'll tell you what. We're gonna give you two strikes, and you can use the lifeline, which is the chat. How about that? Instead of three strikes, you get two strikes, and the third one you can utilize a, a lifeline from the chat. How about that? Okay. Okay. After right. I get two. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. We ready? Yeah, and, and you don't have to go in order. Just start naming stuff, and I'll tell you if it's on the on the list or not. Um, Grand Canyon. That is number one. Um, Niagara Falls. Uh, Niagara Falls is not. Whoa, okay. Man. Yeah. Okay. So that wow. is your first strike. Yes. Um, now this is to trip advisor. So take that for uh, what it's worth. Right? Well, I don't know. Niagara Falls is one of the things. It depends on if it's Canada side or the US side too. And it's true there. Um is- man. Okay. Um according to trip advisor, the Alamo. The Alamo is not on the top 10. Wow. I'm crashing, and, I'm crashing and running quick. You but now I've got the chat. Help me out, chat. Now you've got the chat. <laughs> um, And this is landmarks, right? Or whatever. This is like uh, best attractions, places to go. Just not, right, like so, cities, not like generic cities, but like places to go, whether it's a landmark, uh, right. a statue. Whatever, all that crap, you know. Well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna get help from the chat since I can now from Mandalorian yeah. Carrier, and I'm gonna go Disney World. Disney World is number nine. Wow, number- I did not figure it would be that low, right? Neither did I. Neither did I. Um, going with the chat, but this one obviously was in my mind. Uh, going with the chat and West. Let's go Yellowstone. Yellowstone is not on the wow. List. So we, we crashed, crashed and burned and big burned. time. Wow. So 
to do is I'm going to go ahead and name the top 10 and we can talk about them, right? Yeah. Number one, Grand There's Canyon. There's a ball of yarn on there. I'm going to be pissed. I'm just telling you. Right now. Ball of yarn uh, is probably on the list. It just wasn't in the top 10. Let's be honest. Uh, they did like the top 50 things to see, best attractions. And I just wanted the top 10 because it would take forever uh, to do 50. But uh, Grand Canyon is number one. There's a couple on here that are going to surprise you. I'm not going to lie. Uh, several of them that will surprise you. Number two, Statue of Liberty. Ah, that was one that's, in the back of my mind. Yeah. Statue of Liberty is number two. Number three is the White House. Oh, wow. Screw that. Yeah. I would not have put that on my list, but okay. Wow. Um, but it is what it is. On number on vacation. Four, Where are we going? To the White House. We're going to see the White House. Right? la dee da Number four is in the same city, which I have seen and would go see, is the Lincoln Memorial. I would 100% put the Lincoln uh, Memorial above the white house talking that's about just, dc smithsonian's there too right it's not in the top 10 really top wow 10. wow nope. i know right right there's gonna be a few of the top 10 that are gonna surprise you so number one grand canyon statue of liberty number two white house number three lincoln memorial number four number five here comes the first curveball Never even thought about this, but it would be kind of cool it's alcatraz alcatraz is oh, number four snap yeah Never even thought about that, but yeah, like that's kind of a cool place to go visit, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, number six, Mount Rushmore. You figured that's got to be in the top 10, there was right? A bunch in the chat that that threw that out there. Thanks for that. I should yeah. have went with the folks that uh, put that out there. Go ahead, absolutely. Uh, so that's number six. Number seven, I would never go see this unless I just happen to be driving by. I'd be like, look up and say, Oh, yeah. The Hollywood sign. Apparently, it's a thing. Wow, I can't believe that. Sign is, I can't believe it either. Can't believe um, it. Like you can literally get on Google Earth and look at the Hollywood sign. Like, yeah, yeah. So, and like I said, I've been to LA so many times, and I've, I've seen the Hollywood sign, and it was like I never remember ever getting excited about oh the Hollywood sign, you know. Um, but that's number seven. Number eight. If you're in the South, you probably get it. But Graceland, Elvis Presley's house there in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, yep. yep. Graceland is number eight. That's a good one. Is that still even yeah. around? I guess so. I believe so. I guess it would be, I guess, yeah. I guess it is, yeah. 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 I wonder if it's under private control or if it's. I know that Lisa Marie um, and her mom, Priscilla, I want to say that they still, oh, well, at least some reason I wasn't that around anymore, but Priscilla, I believe that the, the, the company, the corporation still owns that, but they have sold off quite a bit of the stuff to um, bigger corporations to yeah. manage. But I, yeah. I want to say that Graceland's still in their control. I don't think, I, I, this is my opinion, I don't think Priscilla will ever let Graceland go into someone else's hands. It's just, right. just me. You know? Right. But yeah. Uh, so that was number eight. Number nine, Disney World. Number nine is Disney World. And number 10 is the Las Vegas Strip. Oh, now, we snap. Wow. And for people that have never been, yeah, like the Vegas Strip is something that everyone should see once in their life. It's it's pretty amazing, you know. And and if you try to walk from the Sands Convention Center to Caesars, you'll die. I'm just telling you. It's right across the street, but it's not, you know. <laughs> even even Black Rambo couldn't make that walk. No, this is true. This is true. No, he was taking a break on the phone, wasn't he? <laughs> Trying to get an uh, Uber. <laughs> this is 
true. Uh, so let's go through this again. Number one, Grand Canyon. Number two, Statue of Liberty. Number three, White House. Number four, Lincoln Memorial. Number five, Alcatraz. Number six, Mount Rushmore. Number seven, Hollywood Sign. Number eight, Graceland. Number nine, Disney World. And 10, the Las Vegas Strip. So now that we know the top 10, I want to sit there and say, how many of these have you been to or seen in person? Oh, let's see. Not very many. Uh, okay. Grand Canyon Strip. And that was, it was, that was, that's it, I think. Oh, okay. So I've been to the Grand Canyon. I've seen the Grand Canyon, uh, White House, Lincoln Memorial, Hollywood Sign, Graceland, Disney World, and, and Vegas Strip. The only ones I haven't are the Statue of Liberty, uh, Alcatraz, and Mount Rushmore, which I, I would love to go see Mount Rushmore. Mount Rushmore uh, is a is a is a possibility one day. Yeah, uh, for sure on a on a road trip yeah. for my wife and I for you know doing something. Yeah. That's a possibility. I ain't going into New York. Sorry. Uh, no, no, to see. no, I don't no, care. No. Would it be cool to get up on the Empire State Building or to go to the Statue of Liberty and some of that stuff? I'd, actually, sure. I'd like to go to like maybe uh, one World Trade Tower, you know, and I mean, kind of see the, the stadiums, even the Memorial. And I hate and I hate to say it, but even the DC things, right? I would love to go yep. to the Smithsonian and and uh, oh, some of that DC. other stuff. But God, DC's right there with New York as far as I really don't oh, want to yeah. go there. And Hollywood no, I, sign. Let's be honest. Like I don't, I don't want to get that far into California. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. I I love DC. I think it's an awesome town uh, to visit for a couple days. Is about as far as I'll go. But uh, I but I love history and, and, and politics and all that. So uh, so let's put it this way: of of those that you have not seen, which is the one that you'd want to see the most? Um. You're talking about? Are you talking about? Now let me no. let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Somebody else. Somebody else is funding this trip. We're gonna send you to one of these places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Can I take people with me. Uh sure. You get you get uh, a trip for four people, lodging, flight, whatever, food, all inclusive. Pat Sajak's gonna give you a, a trip for four well, to I'd you. Have to. I'd have to probably at that point I'd probably have to leave my wife at home and take the grandbabies to Disney World. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz I think I would rather than going and seeing any of those places quite honestly, um I think I would enjoy it more because the places I most like to see none of those were on the list. Um I okay. would enjoy, more, I would enjoy more enjoying the grandbabies enjoying Disney World. That makes sense. No, no, I get it. So what's a uh, attraction or landmark, whatever that wasn't on the list that you want to go to? What's um, I, I have never been to Gettysburg. Ooh. Yeah. Um, that Pretty definitely awesome. is, is has to get done. Mount Rushmore as, as was mentioned is definitely up there. Um, yeah. now before you ask, and I don't know if it's going there, my favorite place in the world to go. And I've been many, many times and I love it every mm -hmm. single time I go. And I mentioned it. That's why I mentioned it when I was guessing was the Alamo. Yeah. Oh, I love the Alamo. Love the Alamo. I like sitting in the courtyard back there on a the bench sometimes and just sitting there and just people don't realize if you've never thinking. been to San Antonio. Yeah, if you've never been to San Antonio, I lived there for a couple of years and I love San Antonio. Uh the city, the downtown, 
the city of San Antonio was built around the Alamo. It's pretty awesome. Um, And and there's only a few relics left of the Alamo. What's famous about the Alamo that the building you see is actually part of the jail um, and all that. But the Alamo itself, when you think about this insane battle with the Mexican army and Santa Ana and um, now if you're a Texan, you get this because you learn all this stuff and you know it like it's, you know, part of who you are because it is part of who you are. Um, But the Alamo is so much smaller than people think. Like when they get there, like this is it. Well, it's, yeah, you know? because it's just the one, like the the mission, basically. Built. Yeah, but, but even church, but even when you get the there, and they have the the and but they have the the church and the jail there, but but they they show like where the other stuff was. The outer and walls and stuff. It was we, pretty. Big. It was pretty big with the outer was, walls, but yeah, the, was, the inner portion. And then there's still a lot of the outer walls are still there. Some of the outer walls are still there. Yeah. Uh, there's no building standing there and all that, but it's it's still. You're thinking about ten thousand army a mexican army and you're like it's basically the size of maybe a, not even not even a square a, maybe a square a, a, a square block yeah at the most yeah it's kind of cool you know yeah prep rebel yeah. says he's i've been to the alamo love having all the history surround me it's surreal yeah. um yeah that's what i love if, if you know the size and the scale and how big the the the, the fort alamo actually it actually was and you know the directions everything are. And if you, especially if you've grown up in Texas, we got Texas history. And then I've read many, many, many books about te- Texas yeah. history as well. But um, mm. you sit in that courtyard and they're playing old timey music, is all I can say. Like yeah. it, it's yeah. music you would hear in an Alamo movie type thing yeah. um, that's playing real faintly. Uh, and you sit there and you think about, over there was this and down the street there six blocks away or whatever it was where this high rise is at now or something, you mm-hmm. know, was, was this. And, and you just think the about Alamo wall is right. And next you to think the about, Alamo, you know, <laughs> yeah. And you think about the importance. That's one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, you know, it was not about in the, in the people that were at the Alamo, the, the Patriots of the Republic of Texas that were at the Alamo, um, and and non Texans like Davy Crockett were were not Texans that came down to fight yeah. for with oh, Texas. Yeah. yeah, well, all Texans weren't. Texas was a bunch of hoodlums that. Basically what I'm saying is, is like Davy Crockett really yeah. had no ties to Texas. It was just yeah. he brought his guys they, and volunteers. Why they're the volunteers? You know, they pretty much. It didn't take them long before they realized we're we're this is a we're not going to win this. Like we're not getting out no. of this alive. Like we're not. Uh, but they knew they had to hold the line long enough for Houston to amass everything at San Jacinto. That um, Sam and had Houston, they not, have- right, Sam Houston, <laughs> and had they not, right, um, yeah. then the the I don't know that Texas would have ever won in San Jacinto. No, I don't San, know if they would have ever won. So San Jacinto goes the other way, and yeah. it's over. Yeah. It's over at that point. They had to hold off. They knew they weren't going to win. But they had to hold off long enough, and that's that's what they did. They held off just long enough, and you know sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah. Now, prep rebel out there, we'll we'll, we'll kind of end this on this one. Uh, he says, "Have either of you been to all the battlefields from the war uh, from the independence? Um, if not, y'all need to go just feel the history." No, I I have I've been to several. Um, but I haven't. I, I tell you, and this wasn't. Um, the war of independence 
but you mentioned it earlier. The, 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 I was probably 14 or 15 when I went and I wasn't a big history guy at the time, but even then I kind of, it was just an eerie kind of a, you could feel it uh, was Gettysburg. Uh, it's probably the coolest place I've ever been because you just sit there yeah. and it's just, it's just one of those weird, like, Oh my God, you know, like this is Gettysburg, you know? Yeah. Yep. All right. You know, so that is, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, I mean, when you've got places like that, that such tragedy took place, but at the same time, such heroism, you know, yeah. and stuff took yeah. place. Uh, it, it really does. It really does kind of put you in, in your place in this current time and in this world and in this universe, you know, no doubt. Yep. Um, that was that was a fun one. Uh, our next segment is going to be the random topic from one of the viewers. So um, it's brought to you by our good friends at Taurus. So Clover's going to get that thing. We're going to give you a couple minutes while we talk about our friends over at Taurus. Let's, to let's not. No. Okay. Well, let's talk about Taurus first. So go ahead. Let's, I want you to talk no, about what I'm first. what I'm saying is let's draw this thing that way while the person that wins this is responding we can talk about taurus oh well there you go so yeah let's go ahead and draw it yeah, so here we and go. then we'll talk about taurus that's good because otherwise we kind of have to vamp in their silence and whatever so if your name comes up be johnny on the spot give us a topic <laughs> yeah no nope, we just, just did finished that. my topic so yeah <laughs> what are the odds that uh because the only thing out there was what you put at the very first of the show yeah it's exactly right Ozzy. Ozzy. So, Ozzy, we're going to give you a, a minute or so while we talk about tours to give us the random topic. We'll pretty much talk about anything that can be talked about without getting uh, our, our channel shut down um, and all that. But uh, while we're waiting on Ozzy to come up with a topic, uh, let's talk a little bit about tours. I know, Clover, um, you and I are both good fans of tours, good friends with the company. Uh, obviously, we have different, probably have much different uh, models that we like i'm more of the uh i like the the g3 the g4 series semi-automatics uh and all of that i know you're a big fan of the revolvers which which revolvers as far as taurus goes that are, are some of your favorites dude the long the large bore uh, especially the 460 smith and western and i don't have one but oh my gosh man um you gotta love the big bore stuff taurus is doing right now um yeah. As far as the, the favorite that I think I own, I've got, and they don't make that particular one anymore. Uh, they make one similar. Uh, I've got the uh, Taurus Protector Poly in 38 Special, which is uh, okay. a polymer frame, little polymer frame, snub rose revolver, actually in my EDC rotation. Uh, but it's just so much fun to shoot. And so, you know, a lot of people, you know, rip on that, and they, and I don't think they've ever owned one <laughs> when they rip on that yeah. because they'll say, oh, it's polymer and blah, 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 and it won't last. I've shot the ever living crap out of that thing. It wouldn't be in my EDC rotation um, if I didn't know what it would do and I didn't feel I could trust it. And I've shot it so much. It's just so fun to shoot. And that's, that's strange for a snub nosed polymer revolver. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would think. Oh, I think I'll beat you to death. It's horrible. It's not comfortable. And it's just, it's so much fun. Absolutely. I want to say that Ozzy, yep, he came out. He said, uh, what do you think of NAA mini revolvers, carry or a range nice. tool? I like that one. So we'll get to that here in a sec. 
Um, I, I'm already feeling a little bit of a rash coming on, so I'm starting to itch a little bit, but we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it. So you're, uh, you're more of the semi whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I have shot the, um, was the PT 92, uh, being a 92 fan, but I, I, my first really, uh, jump into Taurus was the G3. And the G3, I think, is that model that the G2 started. But I think the G3 is one of that model that kind of solidified Taurus in the last few years is, is getting their crap together and, and making a really good semi-automatic 9mm you know, gun. It comes in compact, full-size, and all that. I really do enjoy it. And the G4 is, 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 is good as well. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the G3 is, is the really, really – I'm looking at it right now, and it's a really, really solid gun. And it's one of those guns that you can get for a really good price. And it is 100% a gun that I would recommend someone to say, hey, I don't have a lot of money, but I want to get a gun that I can trust. That, that Taurus G3 for me would be yeah. definitely on that list um, of four or five guns that I, I would recommend for sure. So let me ask you this about Taurus. Um, have yeah. you shot the TX-22? I have, yeah. I shot it a couple different times. Uh, yeah. I think the first time I shot it was at the um, um, the Alabama thing last year. Um, yeah. What was that? I um, can't remember the name of that shoot. Yeah. Uh, shoot Showcase. Shoot Showcase. I think that was the first time that I shot it. Um, and I shot it at, uh, I think it shot. Um, but no, I I I I I've enjoyed it. I'm not a huge 22 pistol guy, um, but I liked it. It's it's for me. It's kind of tactical, if you will. Yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit more tactical than others that are out there. So I like that about it. It looks kind of cool. Um, and, and I tell you what, I don't own one, obviously, but I I know a lot of people that do have them, and I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about them. So apparently they're pretty damn good. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I, I've shot a lot, and not not just through events, but um, through the gun shop. There's been some used ones come through, and and people come in and you know cleaned on some or, or tweaked on some things and worked on them. Um, so I, I've got a lot of trigger time on them, or what I would consider a lot, not just you know a couple of bang bangs and. Um, and I've probably got maybe, 50 and I'm going to take heat. I've got more than that. I've got several hundred, yeah. I'm sure. Total, uh, says, I don't have a lot, I don't have a lot, but I'm not impressed. I just don't like it. And that's not mm-hmm. a knock on Taurus. I don't like it. Like you said, it's obviously it's a decent handgun. Um, and there's a lot of people that like it. It's the, it is the cup of tea for a lot of people out there, but for me, mm-hmm. it's just not the way it feels, the balance on it. It's just, and maybe I'm spoiled. Well, you're all from the buck marks of the world. Yeah, you know? yeah. So. I am. I am old school with the high standards and the buck marks and the and the woodsman's and the, you know, uh, and the things the like that. Well, do you still? Do you ever? Did you like the Ruger Mark series? I don't. I don't care too much for the the the, yeah. the old school. The twenty two forty five is not so much. The old school one's a little better, um, okay. because of grip angle and grip design and, and some other things, but. What always turned me off about the Ruger Marks um, was the difficulty in working on them and a lot of other things. Uh, and okay. even with the four, the takedown, the separating the upper from the lower is easier, but they're still yeah. a, they're still a pain to me, a pain to work on compared to a buck mark. 
Uh, again, that's opinion and, and preference and experience and whatever speaking. I'm not, I'm not knocking on anything like what you like and don't like what you don't yeah, like. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I don't, you know, the TX 22, eh, you know, would I pick up one at the right price? Absolutely. 100% I would <laughs> because it's at the yeah. right price. Uh, am I going to run out and, and pay absolute retail somewhere for one because I got to have it? Nope. Not, yeah. not even a chance. Would I trade something? remotely valuable to me for it no probably not um yeah. but yeah so that's taurus by the way that's cool. yeah, cool. <laughs> thankfully they have other things that i love and and own and enjoy so there's plenty of taurus for everybody and, and we always gloss over this we talk about taurus but don't forget heritage and rossi as well because this that is, is under that yep. taurus banner so you add those into the mix and there's a whole lot of things for everybody out there to love and enjoy that's right. Taurus International, if you will. So, yeah. Uh, NAA, North American Arms. Um, I think that's what NAA yep. stands for. North American Arms, yeah. The little mini revolvers. Carry gun or range toy? What do you, you know, let's, let's, I'll let you start out on this one. Well, we're talking mini revolvers, and keep in mind that they make a ton of different ones, and that's what's yeah. kind of cool about NAA. They even have some black powder stuff. Yeah, before we start, the mini revolvers are full-size revolvers for clover in mind hands. So. This is true. This is true. <laughs> um, so, yeah, NAA's got, uh, they've even got a semi-auto now, uh, I think. The, isn't the Pug or something, the semi-auto, or is that somebody else? Ooh. I can't remember. Maybe that's like the Bond Arms or something. Anyway, uh, I could be wrong. We're talking about mini revolvers, so let's get back or, to that. Yeah, they make a lot of different ones. They make a lot of barrel links. A lot of grip sizes. Um, they're all going to be 22 short, 22 long, 20, uh, 22 magnum uh, cylinders in them. Um, yeah. Or black powder. And that's what's interesting to me is, is and I've never had a chance to play with any, uh, but I, I fondle them pretty much every time Ooh, we go good. to a show, uh, the, uh, the black powder ones, because a black powder mini revolver, come on. Come on, how cool is that? Especially for a FUD, right? No, yeah, uh, yeah, it's amazing. Now they um, do offer the thirty-two and a three-eighty-eight uh, Guardian. Uh, the Guardians, yeah, 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 that's what it was. Guardian, yeah, you're right. It looks yeah, like yeah. that. Is that might be like an internal uh, internal hammer? I can't tell, but yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, um, yeah, the Guardian. Yeah, yeah, you're right. But anyway, back to the, the mini revolvers. So, uh, my first experience with a mini revolver, uh, and I'll tell this story. Uh, broke me from shooting without hearing protection uh, unless it was absolutely 100% necessary. Um, I picked up a mini revolver at a local gun shop many, 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 many years ago. Uh, it was in 22 Magnum, so I bought a box of 22 Magnum. At the same time, I bought the mini revolver. And yep. at the time, I didn't have a, a the range set up like I've got now, but I had a little berm and it was kind of off the side of the driveway and I could get 10, 15 yards or something. Right. It was more for function yeah. testing and load testing and stuff. Um, and so I bail out of the truck and, uh, I load five rounds into that thing and I cocked the hammer back and I cut loose on that little, whatever inch and a half barrel, whatever the heck it is in 22 Magnum. And brother, I was, my ears were ringing and I was jacked up for probably two weeks. <laughs> Um, and, and it's a wonder, and it may have caused permanent damage, to be honest. Now, as much as my wife 
hollers at me about not being able to hear stuff. Uh, but that's probably more the loud that's music. So that's, that's selective hearing is what it's that is. It's probably more the loud music, too, back in my younger days, right? Uh, I could rattle windows from miles away. So it, that definitely wasn't good on my ears. But um, that broke me from that. It wasn't, you know, um, the, the whole youth shooting sports and stuff like that. I really got into safety and preaching all of that stuff, you know, uh, mm -hmm. with the youth shooting sports coaching and instructing and stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, long before that, the uh, NAA mini revolver broke me from the hearing pro thing. And I, I do hearing pro even when I hunt now. I use electronic ear pro uh, when I hunt even. Like, I'm not – just no. Just no. Um, so that's my kind of first experience with an NAA mini revolver. <laughs> it was traumatic, man. It was traumatic. <laughs> no, I hear you. Um, I don't have much experience. Um, I might've shot in one or two ever. Uh, I don't have much experience. Uh, one, uh, it's revolver. So just, I mean, that's the biggest thing there's, I don't get excited about now. They are cool. I'll give them that. They are really, really cool. Uh, but as far as answering Ozzy's question yeah, about we went, where you we were went, range, I took, boy, I took a left I turn. I, yeah, I definitely don't think it's a carry gun. I really don't even think it's a range toy. I think what it, what it is is it's a really cool, fun, conversational piece um, that maybe could turn into a range toys. Like, oh, that's really cool. Hey, you want to shoot it type thing. Um, but I think they're more aesthetically cool to look at. I, 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 I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, but once again, I'm not a revolver guy, so I wouldn't get terribly excited about shooting one. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I disagree. I think it's got a place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I think it's got a place because I own them and I do carry them. Now, uh, I do carry when I carry, I carry a 22 Magnum version. Uh, and yeah. it's got some ballistic tip ammunition in it so i'm trying to get the best bang i've never nope. shot a 22 magnum one i've only shot like yeah. a 22 lr version try to get the best bang no pun intended uh now right. it is not carried as a primary uh oh, typically shit. when i carry one uh i carry um it's typically winter and it's pocket carry yeah so it's more a backup you know if i'm if i didn't don't have a chance to draw can i potentially just pull my jacket pocket out stick it in somebody's gut you know what i mean uh yeah, sure. type situation and maybe that gives me enough time to then draw you know um you know i don't know i mean it, it's it, like i said more more backup more last resort uh anything rimfire and it's not a knock on on the mini revolver itself but for me and i love 22 long rifle everybody knows that um but yeah Rimfire, just the ignition source alone, uh, yeah. is not reliable enough for me. I don't, and and some of the ammunition, like the Federal Punch, I mean, they use Ely primer and stuff like that, like match grade primer. Yes, that's going to be better. Um, but if you know how Rimfire works, I mean, there is always that chance, much more of a chance than with Centerfire, that it's not going to go bang. Um, yeah. And so, it, while it's not optimal. I will not discourage anybody for whatever specific reason. And that specific reason may be that's all you've got. Now, speaking yeah. to, to range fun, that was the other part of Ozzy's question out there. And I've got, obviously, I shoot my mini revolvers all the freaking time. Um, you better have something big and you better not be very far away. That's the only thing I'm going to yeah, say about sure. that. Yeah. A watermelon um, 
Six feet, huh? At at ten yards, if you could keep them in six inch, you're doing really, really good. Really, really good. Like, um, it's it's hard to do. And part of that is ammo. Part of that is it's such a short barrel. Part of that is it's hard to get a proper grip and you know, just yeah. all kinds of things. Uh, and I think that's why you see them. Well, let's say one of the reasons many revolvers are single action, because if you didn't know that, I don't I don't know that they make a mini revolver at a double action. Because they can't get enough parts in there because it's so small, I think is part of it. I was going to ask that because I think I know a shot one. I think I might have shot in two, um, but both of them were single action. I was kind of freaked yeah. out about having a single action with no basic trigger guard. You know, uh, yeah. I was going to ask yeah. you have, you: have you ever shot one as double action? Because the one or no, two that I've ever shot were single action. Yeah, I've never seen one. I'm not going to say there's not because I don't know everything, um, but. Uh, to my knowledge, there's not, and it would make sense, like I said, because of how small they are. Yeah, uh, sure. Just having the extra parts to make all that work. Um, you'd have to have a hand, and you'd have to have uh, uh, the, uh, what am I thinking, the, the, the spurs and all that stuff. Uh, anyway, uh, but here's the thing. With it being single action, um, it's actually probably a good thing because single action is going to be more accurate. <laughs> because. Yeah. You've got less you can screw up in the trigger pull there. It's so quick. Um, I will say this. Let me let me put out another. I, I told on myself with the hearing protection story. Let me tell myself tell on myself again since we're talking about the NAA revolver. And I've told this story before. Ozzy may have heard it. That may be one of the reasons he come. He may have wanted me to tell on myself tonight. That may be why he asked the question he did. But um, as I said, I pocket carried my NAAs uh, typically in the wintertime in the coat or the jacket pocket, right? Um, cause I can't handle heavy stuff in my pants pockets. I just can't handle it. So, but anyway, um, I had to actively break myself, uh, from fiddling with the thing in my pocket. Uh, I'm a fidgeter, right? Mm -hmm. I'm always moving my hands, moving my, I'm always moving. Uh, and it drives my wife insane because we'll be sitting there on the, bed whatever watching tv and i'm flipping the remote in my fingers or i'm something and so i can remember being in walmart um uh, and was fidgeting we were grocery shopping we were doing something and i cocked tanner back on it oh snap you know what i mean like i was just fidgeting yeah. and and click and i'm like oh my you, god like, stop dead in your tracks and uh i walked out of the store i, I put my i put my I did. I held it where the trigger was in between, like my middle finger and my ring finger. Yeah, you know what I mean. Kind of held it, kind of weird, and put my thumb in between the hammer and the and the and the frame. Yep. No. Um, kind of braced that area, and that's the first thing I did. And I had to do is all this without pulling it out, obviously. And then I walked out of the store, <laughs> around the corner of the store, um, and let the hammer down. And it was yeah. all good. I left the hammer down. It didn't go bang. But, yeah, I mean, it was in my pocket. I was fidgeting, like I said, and click. And so, yeah, if you're going to pocket carry, this goes for anything. Uh, if you're going to pocket carry, uh, if you're going to uh, have something like that uh, that doesn't have a trigger guard, I mean, with it being single action, it's going to be okay until you cock that hammer back. So don't fidget with that thing. Know it's there, and you're good. But uh, leave it alone. It's not a fidget spinner. This is true. This is true. 
Um, I, I wish I had more to add to this. I, like I said, I, I shot, I know one, I, I want to say I've shot in two of them. Um, but that's my little experience. And so there's not a whole lot for me to talk about. Uh, the NAA men revolvers, they are cool looking. I will say that they are cool looking. Uh, that doesn't mean that I'd go out and buy one, but they are definitely, they're definitely cool. Uh, and, and I think they'd be kind of cool conversational pieces for people who've never seen them in a revolver. Like, whoa, what is that? You know, I mean, that'd be kind of a cool conversational piece. But uh, yeah, thanks to uh, Ozzy for that that topic, and uh, thanks for Taurus for sponsoring that segment. Uh, Clove, um, yeah. It'll be two weeks before we have another one of these. Now, obviously, we'll have other things in between them, but two weeks before our next episode, which will be number 10, double digits, hit the double digits. Um, what do you got coming up? Anything? Man, um, well, as you know, because we've been back and forth on the phone uh, trying yeah. to line things out. We're already working on SHOT Show stuff. <laughs> so, this is true. Um, and obviously, uh, working out some things for... Um, uh, what do I think? TriggerCon in September, as well as the Wanamaker show in November. By the way, if you haven't made it to the Wanamaker Tulsa's Arm Show, the largest gun show in the world, uh, you won't have a better time on a weekend. I can promise you. Get down to Tulsa. It's every April, every November, so you can easily plan it. Uh, get down there uh, and definitely check that out. And while you're down there, check out the Jam Davis Museum, which isn't too far away. Yeah, uh, as well. Get a get a twofer. That weekend, go down, get down there on the Friday, go to Jam Davis, and then spend Saturday and Sunday at the show, and then go home. Um, but yeah, looking um, um, looking forward to that stuff. Um, gonna kick off the late season of the podcast here before too long, uh, in the next what two months or so. So we'll be probably scheduling out here the end of this month, first of next month, getting things scheduled out in uh, another month, a few weeks, and, and we're into that. Uh, right now, it's just video drops. And did uh, was very, very surprised with um, Thursday, I dropped a reaction, the first reaction video, CloverTech reacts to, uh, did not go over too terribly well. Um, the second one went over amazingly so i'm confused i don't know if i don't know if folks out there like them or if they don't like them or if there was just bad timing so uh there'll be a, there'll be more of those probably coming to play that out and, and uh and see what happens um so be able to check those out and give me some ideas on channels and stuff uh to to do some reactions to in those videos but uh, yeah got an interesting what i think would be is going to be an interesting video drop for tuesday now, uh, I'm not going to give it away, but the Patreon patrons and YouTube channel members, and by the way, we forgot to say thank you to those folks, but to yes. those uh, uh, YouTube channel members and Patreon patrons uh, that uh, support Ghost as well as myself, uh, thank you to those folks. And they get all kinds of extras. Uh, we, we try to take care of them as much as possible, but um, they, uh, they already have access to the video I'm talking about for Tuesday. So, um, and then uh, Independence Day coming up. It's it's pretty much here. Um, so tomorrow night, and I have not got things scheduled on the channel yet, but keep this in mind. Tomorrow night uh, at uh, 8 Eastern, uh, we will do the, uh, we've kind of suspended the lawn chair pops except for special occasions. So we're going to have the Independence Day lawn chair pop. Uh, and uh, you'll get to see what everybody chose that we shoot. 
Uh, we'll talk a little bit of Independence Day history uh, and some unsung heroes, some some people that you may not have heard about uh, that uh, definitely tipped the tides in our favor uh, during uh, during those battles. Uh, and then we'll uh, we'll give away a few things probably before the night's over as well. So come uh, come over to the channel uh, tomorrow night about eight Eastern. Hang out for an hour or so. Should be a good show. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to the lawn chair pop and uh, seeing. Whoa, hello. Um, what we're gonna see from that? Um, I'm just gonna do this real quick uh yep sorry something was echoing for a second i don't know if it was me or what anyways um yeah real quick um <clears throat> thank you as, as clover said thank you to our patrons and youtube channel members people that buy swag from our store people that use our affiliate links people that use our discount codes our amazon links all that stuff all of those are ways to help support and all of that. So thank you to everyone that does that. Uh, all we ask now is if you're listening to this podcast, go support our sponsors, EAA and Taurus. And, and if you're out there, uh, let them know that, you know, see a, a social media post on Facebook or Instagram or something or on YouTube. Just make a comment and say, hey, thanks for supporting Ghost and Clover. It means a lot to us, obviously. But uh, hearing, hearing from you guys they'll um they'll appreciate that as well but yeah no go support them as well obviously Taurus and ea are making great quality things so it's easy for us to uh to talk about them because we we both own you know many many firearms uh from these companies so we can easily talk about them and all that um so yeah um for me yeah we've got some cool stuff i've got um i'm working on um what I'm calling a veteran project, uh, a veteran's rifle project, a build that I'm using only accessories that are uh, from veteran-owned companies, um, and it's it's kind of a cool thing. We'll we'll be doing some videos with How that. How hard is that to do? It's not honestly. Let's be honest with you, because um, I think I think there's a there's a good good the good thing about our community and our industry is veterans are involved there's a large number of veterans in there so i mean are there things that um there aren't, aren't gonna be veteran owned like a light or something sure but i'm talking like uh slings and and, and maybe grips and, and and stocks and you know trigger guards and and cool stuff like you know add-ons or accessories and all of that um this is going to be a a, a rifle with all that stuff is going to be from companies that are veteran owned and so we'll be doing a lot of different stuff with this rifle. It's a, it's a cool build that I'm, I'm really proud of. Um, be getting a new optic. If you guys saw um, our video from last week, it was a top five rifles that we're looking to get into. It is looking for some feedback from people. Um, I, I still might get another one, but I know that I've got a loophole coming in uh, probably this week sometime. And um, I think I was supposed to be here last week, probably, but uh, with all the weirdness of of shipping around the 4th of July, I don't think anyone's working tomorrow and Tuesday as far as the shipping companies and all that. So uh, I might get here Wednesday, but I got a loophole optic coming for uh, Sophia Bergara. Uh, and I'll, what I'll do is I, want to, I plan on taking the Athlon scope and putting it on the AR-10 
along with I just got in last week. Clover knows this. I've got a Swagger bipod um, that came in. And guys, I'm going to tell you, Swagger, I know, right? But here's the thing. If y'all are looking for a great bipod, um, go to Amazon. Use my link or, or Clover's link to get there. It doesn't matter. Uh, but just search for Swagger Bipod, and they've got one of the original Steel Banger, which is a phenomenal one, for like $60. It's like a originally like a $200 bipod. Yeah, you can't beat um, that. It's it, and and I I picked one. I looked at that and I was like, that's got to be a misprint. It's got to be the and, older models they're phasing out. Probably is my is my guess. But I've had two of the steel bangers for years. Yeah, it's the original steel banger. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and I picked one for sixty bucks. So I'm really looking to uh, see that for sure. Um, anything I can help with? Let me know. I appreciate it, prep. Uh, yeah, let me know. We can definitely do some stuff. I. I, I yeah, I'm always looking, like I said, I want this build to be veteran-focused because um, there's a lot of great products that are out there that are um, veteran-owned companies. Um, so, once again, it's going to be kind of like the tribute to that. So, uh, for sure, for sure, uh, anyone that knows any good companies that have some cool maybe accessories for rifles that I need to spotlight, email me, leave a comment on this podcast, whatever. Um, and let me know what some of those companies are so I can start looking at it. There might be some stuff that I've never even heard of. And so uh, I'm always looking for, for good accessories like that. Uh, Clove, you got anything else? Nah, I'm good. You good? Pull the, pull the plug, man. Pull, <laughs> pull it. the plug. Flatline. Well, we hope this this tour tonight has, has, has had been a little bit entertaining for you. Like I said, I am your tour guide. But uh, I am not to blame if this went down south. Um, we sent all, every single one of our complaints, we do read. Uh, and we're very serious about getting complaints because we want to know how to make the show better. All we do is if you send and have a complaint about the show, send it to our joint email. It's called shootingleftofcenter at gmail.com. And make sure you put on the title uh, Ghost and Clover Complaints. And we'll definitely take a look at those. And obviously, if there's something we need to make a change, we will definitely uh, do some of that. And suggestions are always good as well. Use a comment section below to help with suggestions, maybe some topics and all that. More importantly, uh, get your, your rear ends to the live show if you're listening to this in podcast or watching a replay so that you can be eligible for the live random topic picker. So. Uh, yeah, everybody have a wonderful Independence Day. Thank you guys for uh, wasting an hour and 15 minutes with Clover and I. We really do appreciate We Once again, we appreciate everyone that supports us in any way possible. We ask you to go support our sponsors. Um, yeah, anything else before we get out of here? God bless America. God bless America. We'll see you soon. Take care.